Welcome to the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff West, and I'm going to spend some time talking about tech and looking at how the old dog ways really are all that old. I'm going to look at some integration ideas, discuss some successes and failures, and show you that it's really not about being perfect, but it's about being patient when it comes to integrating technology. I'm a high school educator, been teaching music band for most of my career, but I am a a big tech enthusiast, and I really enjoy uh, researching and finding answers and ways to integrate tech that don't take up so much time. Let's get going. Coming at you live from my basement. I had to go shut the door because the air conditioning kicked on. It's getting a little balmy outside. It's really pretty nice here in Michigan. But it's we're scheduled to get some 90-degree weather, I think. Uh, thank you very much, Tropical Storm. I forgot his name. It was a hurricane. But this is episode number two. Don't fear the tech. I was recalling my uh, conversation with some colleagues about our first years of teaching as we welcome in uh, new staff and some are first year teachers. And of course, they're, you know, learning all of those procedural things that clog up your memory and sometimes make you forget about teaching and you get all nervous about them and uptight understandably and uh, as I walked away from that conversation um, and I shifted back into my music role and getting my things all set for football season crazy time football season uh, and then I I shifted into some lessons and some ed tech and I, and that that feeling in my stomach that I used to get back in those early years, uh, started to raise its ugly head. And I, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is, this is why, or one of the reasons why so many teachers are so hesitant to integrate tech. Who wants to put themselves in a position where they can look foolish? Who wants to put themselves in a position where Yes, they know if they click home or share or collaborate or play that it's supposed to work, but there's any number of things that can go wrong. And so that kind of raises that anxiety level. So why would you go and use something that you're not sure is going to be a high reward, but and you're almost positive there's going to be something happen? And usually there is. I mean, I can't think of a time where I was integrating tech where there wasn't just a little hiccup or something. Why wouldn't you just stay with the old tried and true methods? Stay with the book, get the pencil and the notebook and turn in the paper. And and all those things are still good. And you still should do them. They're still important skills for students to have. But I was thinking back anyway about my first years of teaching. And I think it was my second job I had. Uh, 
after a first job that I tried to forget, there were some good things that came out of it. It wasn't all bad, but there was there were a lot of experiences that helped me later when I uh, became a union uh, building rep and president to to recall my experiences and and handle things. So that first job was, you know. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the second job. When I got to see, I think it was on a DVD. It might have been a, v, a, VC, a VHS tape, uh, a recording of a presentation by Harry Wong. And Harry Wong at that time um, in education was very, very popular. And he he had some great ideas for classroom management, for communicating with parents, uh, still good ideas. But at the time, they were the innovative ideas. They were, they were new. He was energetic. He uh, he had a, a unique delivery, of his content, and he was very engaging, even as it was still kind of a sit and get type of situation for PD. But he had a, a, a quote that, you know, I'm sitting there as a second year teacher, new job, after a bad first job. So I'm already at a, you know, DEFCON 5 and the anxiety level. And he says, it's very reassuring to your students that you know what you're doing. And the effective teachers spend time organizing and structuring their classroom. So the students know what to do to succeed. So I pause. And I go, oh, my God, I'm in trouble. I, what what have I gotten myself into uh, with this district? Uh, is it going to be another situation uh, like my last? And it turned out it wasn't. It turned out it was probably one of uh, the best situation, especially for beginning teachers. It was a brand-new school. Uh, most of the staff that I was coming in with were first-year teachers from Michigan or the Midwest, out in Arizona, the Arizona was hiring uh, teachers as quickly as they could because at that time, uh, cities like Laughlin, Nevada, uh, were just starting to grow. And uh, so consequently, they had a large infusion of population, large growth. So here's all these young teachers, and, they, and they're showing us Harry Wong, and it's saying know what you're doing to reassure your students. And if to be effective, you need to spend time organizing. And as a first year teacher, I don't know about you, but for me as a first year teacher, I spent a lot of time organizing and going over and hashing and rehashing and trying something out and reviewing the lessons that I had studied or done either in student teaching or a job or talking with my colleagues on will this work or so forth before I ever saw a student and trying to be ready. And of course, now as I'm older, I'm good. There's, there's, you can be ready, but you're not ready. You don't know what's going to come in that door. And the best thing you can do is just have, have that, have a, a few philosophies that you go by. One I go by is every student wants to be good. They want to be good. They want to have a good reputation. They want to be respected. They want to be cool. They want to be funny. And their personalities may not give them those talents, but that's what they want. They may be 
too shy or maybe they're a little more introverted. Maybe they're so extroverted that folks kind of shy away from them, but they want to be good. And so, you know, if you remember that as they're coming in, I, you know, that's the experience. But at the time, my first year, I had that, I had no experience. So like my kids are coming in and I'm scared to death and fearful. And I'm thinking if, if you're going to try to uh, integrate tech and you're feeling even half of what I felt or half of what you felt your first years of teaching, no wonder you don't want to try it. No wonder we're hesitant. No wonder we have laggards. Um, who are holding back and are always fighting every bit of change. I think we can learn something from that attitude. I think there's, I think there's a, a validity to taking it slow because, uh, you know, I certainly have seen my fair share of methodologies and frameworks get thrown out at a, opening staff meetings at the beginning of the year. And by November, um, we're not even talking about it anymore. Uh, we've had to abandon it for one reason or another for barriers, typically money, but we had to abandon it for some reason. So I digress. So I'm back on uh, Harry Wong and I hear what he's saying. And so I'm organizing. And so I'm thinking if that's what you feel when you're trying to integrate tech, then it's, it's very understandable why you would want to. So how do we get over that? So what do we do? What do, how do we leave that behind? Well, I think one difference between the first year teaching and tech integration is, especially for the experienced teacher or anyone that's been teaching for more than a year, is you have experiences. You have something to fall back on. If the tech doesn't work, plan B, plan C, plan D. You know what you're doing. Another thing is that the students are coming into your classroom with some knowledge of tech. They didn't come into my classroom with some knowledge of teaching. They didn't walk in and start talking to curriculum. Uh, to, excuse me, talking to me about curriculum. That would have been funny. I'm, I'm picturing that. Hey, Mr. West. Are we going to demonstrate our understanding of key key signatures and and modulation and intonation? <laughs> but they could walk in and talk to you about how to use Twitter, about how to use Google, because they probably have some experience, maybe from uh, maybe your district, maybe you've had a few teachers that have already integrated it, already used it to some degree. And you can use them as your knowledge base, as your compadres. You're not alone. I think we forget that. I know I did. When I first started using tech, I thought I was still in that frame of mind in my training of being the primary resource. Um, you know, the, the saying that I read a lot lately is the sage on the stage. Um, yeah. And I think... I think we forget that we don't have to do that. Tech makes it so that we don't have to. In fact, not only can you make a mistake and work with your students and build a relationship with them and collaborating and showing them how to persevere and how to overcome and how to problem solve, but you could even look it up, look up your problem online, get the answer in a few seconds and be right back on track. 
as an older teacher, uh, that's amazing to me. That's, uh, I have to remind myself that that option is available. It's, um, it's mind blowing to think what my first years of teaching would have been like if I would have had a device right next to me or that I could put in my pocket that if I couldn't remember particular terminology, I could just click and look it up and give the answer to my students or tell them to look it up, which is what I do more often. So if you still got a question mark, you know, what am, what am I going to do? So I know what you say. I'm, I, I hear what you're saying, but still not feeling it. Well, another part of the technology is that there's a plethora. There's my vocab word for the day. Plethora of articles and research out there about ways to implement or integrate technology in the classroom. And there's more and more research that's being done that is showing that it is making a difference and that students are going to need these skills when they get into college and or not into college, into their job. They're going to need skills that at least they are understanding, say, interface, you know, how to use tech. They may not know the exact piece of software, but so many of the interfaces or the home pages look similar now and you can they can problem solve and deduce how to use them because of their experience with other tech so one article that i came across in my uh, study for my master's in educational technology um was an article by Vicki Samuel, who is a, a professor at a university in Columbia. And she wrote an article, looking for the date here, and it's eluding me. But it's titled, Principles for Meaningful Technology Integration. And of course, you know, every article is going to be written with this professionalism and so forth, but you can you can change the wording and, and, and apply it to yourself. And she's focusing on the SAMR model, which is a and TPAC, which is a which are uh, fairly common models and, and frameworks for um, educational technology integration. And she speaks to uh, principles that I think the wording can be applied and and um, works for the classroom. So let me just read through them real quick for you here. Meaningful technology integration focuses on learning and not the technology. So focusing on the learning, which I think is good. And I think most of us would say the same thing because often we'll hear stories about we just got Chromebooks. We just got iPads. Yeah, we're doing it. But what are you doing with them? What's their purpose? What's their function? How's your learning getting enhanced? Meaningful technology integration involves the students in the activity using the technology. Meaningful technology integration is essential, not peripheral, to the activity. So the students are doing something, and the activity couldn't have been done without the technology. If you're familiar with SAMR, you'll find that uh, 
You'll find that in SAMR, I believe, in the R, the replacement. Meaningful technology integration works well for your specific context. Okay, maybe a Google Doc's not the best choice. Maybe Flipgrid is. Meaningful technology integration addresses 21st century skills, issues, and digital literacy training. That's got a lot of words in it, but... You know, if you are approaching your integration with technology from the first two, you're going to hit the 21st century skills. You'd, I think you'd have to try to miss them. Meaningful technology integration facilitates learning activities that would be more difficult or impossible without the technology. And lastly, meaningful technology breaks down classroom walls. And so those kind of speak to the 21st century skills as well. I stay focused myself on the critically critical thinking, creativity, collaboration, and communication aspects of 21st century skills. And then I'll take a look at the globalization and, and digital, digital literacy uh, citizenship. Um, not that those aren't important, but I'm able to do those things, those um, second things I mentioned of literacy, citizenship, and so forth, because I'm doing the others. So start with one of those Cs. Uh, for me, creativity came right into it as a music teacher. But communication, I think, is a huge uh, piece of the 21st century skills. And I think we need to take some time to focus in on those. All right, I'm going to throw you a bone. Actually, I'm going to throw you a couple of bones. First one. So if you're looking at getting comfortable, don't fear. Don't fear the tech. Not going back to those first days, years of teaching. Explore with your students. Use tech and explore it while you're teaching your content, maybe just create a simple Google Slides and try uh, the add-on Pear Deck. It's, uh, it allows you to, to uh, put in slides to, to uh, assess the uh, learning that's happening with simple questions, or they can draw something even. Um, do something, a Padlet, uh, a research topic, so that they and ask them to put in the different files. There's all kinds of files video to links to typing pictures, whatever you can put in, create padlets uh, and explore with them. And, uh, you know, there may be some crashing and burning going on. Um, but as you do that, you know, you remove that drive for exact perfection at that time. And, and you're t going to be teaching them about overcoming and uh, persistence and uh, research skills and, uh, you know, you can put uh, digital citizenship. That's a toughie. Digital citizenship. That was better. Um, in in there, especially when you're looking at copyright law of images or, uh, you know, proper way to post, if that's an issue. Um, and as things don't work, uh, a lot of times kids will, my kids will have done the same activity and use the same tool in another class. And they'll say, no, just click up here. Oh, and I say, oh, well, thank you. You know, 
That's great. And then I learned something, which I, I don't know about you, but I, I, this is a commonality, I think, in most teachers. We all like to learn. We like school. We like to learn. And so when a, a student teaches us something, I mean, we know from research that uh, that if a, a student can model it and teach it to someone else, they have learned it. They're learning it. So don't be afraid to explore like a field trip. I mean, you, you take them on a field trip somewhere, you don't know if some weird guy is going to walk around with a sign on that says something that's not school appropriate. You don't know if you're going to get there and that day the exhibit you went to see just happened to be closed. Maybe the most important part of the field trip was when you stopped at the ice cream shop. That's when they made friends and they learned and they communicated. Field trip was nice, but they'll remember the ice cream shop and they will remember that field trip because of the ice cream shop. How about a tool? New bone. Flippity.net. Flippity.net has its own website where it shows you several tools like creating flashcards. There's a random name picker that I have used when I am doing a playing test. Um, there is, uh, puts them in groups. There's crossword, there are bingo cards. Um, there was a hangman game that I used. Uh, I've used as um, an opening activity as the kids come in uh, and they're setting up and uh, before we tune in band or uh, in any of the other classes and I'll use the terminology that I'm trying to teach them. Uh, you know, that gamification piece that we also know is so, um, uh, such a strong uh, tool for, for uh, creating learning, meaningful learning. Uh, but flippity.net has a website, but it also is an add-on uh, for Google Sheets. And that is primarily where you'll do uh, your entry of data, of words that you want in your flashcards or... Um, I'm, in those flashcards, you can also insert YouTube share links, and it will put the video on there. So a lot of opportunity for the teacher to create content, but I have used it more successfully in giving it as a choice for students to use to create something with the content that I'm teaching. So I still have a test. I still have a... Uh, a perfection assessment. How perfect can you do this? This one time with these questions. So the bar is high and there is no room for, uh, little room for error. But getting the learning facilitated leading up to that assessment is so important, I think. Um, and I have found that I'm doing it a little bit better now with tech. And my students are not only learning my content, but they're also learning skills that will be applicable in whatever direction they choose to go. So providing, providing those pathways, avenues, doors, however you think of it. So they have choices because uh, that is another, along with the fact that kids all want to be good, that's another philosophy I have is they want to have choices. And uh, technology is, you know, it's a double-edged sword. It's good that we have choices and it's bad because sometimes we make the wrong ones because we don't know how to make the choices. 
we haven't practiced it. I hope that that these bones will help you out a little bit. I hope that if you're having a little any fear at all of tech, that maybe uh, maybe some of what I talked about here can can help you figure a way around it and remember that you have skills. Even first year teachers that are coming in have skills. Sometimes that first year teacher has that that first year part is a skill. That's a that's a tool. You're new, you're young. You, you know you're 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 to be uh, you're to be discovered versus someone like myself that's been around for 17 years and they kind of know or they think they know so when I make a change it takes a little bit because I've been there 17 years so whatever they thought about me from five or ten years ago might still be there but as a first year teacher it's all brand new so that's that's a that's a plus that's a tool don't be afraid to use that and experienced teachers just remember you're good you've got your experiences you can overcome the obstacle and if the tech doesn't work or it's not uh, useful doesn't you couldn't do the activity without the tech then don't use it don't because uh, you're almost setting yourself up to uh, to exasperate that feeling of nervousness or uh, um, to being allergic to change, it's going to happen. So make sure you you know take a look at that article. I'll put the um, I'll put the source in my show notes and put, take a look at uh, flippity.net and even you do some reading on Harry Wong. He had some awesome ideas. He was he is awesome. I believe he's in his eighties now. You take care. Sometimes for fun in class, I like to uh, pick up my guitar, or not, and just pick a pick a, a tune the kids know and make a little parody. So I'm gonna uh, do that. I hope you enjoy it. Don't fear the tech Click, share, and collaborate Don't fear the tech Collaborate Click, share, and collaborate Don't fear the tech Oh, yeah Gonna be a big, big hit This has been the Old Dog New Tech Podcast With your host, Jeff West I hope you enjoyed your time and remember, with EdTech integration, it's about being patient and not perfect. <laughs> <laughs>